This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Friday's here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, and you will get the roll call in the starting five here in just a moment. Uh, shout out as we start this Friday to all of the tremendous city road crews that are making, uh, if you have to be out in this polar blast, somewhat doable. The, the good folks in Lincoln and Omaha Uh, Keeping the roads clear and safe despite this blowing snow hell. Our friends in Columbus, our friends in Cardi Hastings, Grand Island, uh, all of you that are uh, driving a a big rig with a a blade, uh, thank you for what you're doing. If you're out on the road, be safe, be cautious, be careful. This uh, stupid snow as we come to you from Lincoln is... Uh, just problematic, and uh, that blow and snow stuff, the winter storm warning should end around 9 p.m. tonight. Numbers to get in, 489 489-1240, 800-825-5865. If you're uh, tucked away at home and the fireplace is going, YouTube, where you go to catch us, the uh, stream is there, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, subscribe to that. Doesn't cost you anything, but can watch the show that way. Hail Varsity Radio Twitter. You can also watch us on your mobile device via Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Give that a follow. Elijah, you're uh, all stocking capped up with me. Connor, you're in the friendly confines uh, not far from Wrigley Field. I love the Pearl Jam poster behind you. We may or may not out you with, uh, well, uh, a, a college team flag that's also in a room uh, in it's not your, my fault I swear. it's not a flag it's a it's stuffed animal what okay just just walk your computer over there and what are we talking about here connor th- th- was this gifted to you is this something that just showed up in your room one day uh, is that a a bar behind you are those bottles so i'm in my dad's basement right now okay. because we were supposed to drive to iowa city today because I was going to do Nebraska-Iowa at Carver-Hawkeye tonight, right? For, for KRNU, shout out yes. uh, journalism broadcast. So my stepmom is a native Texan. She's from Austin. She okay. grew up there. That's where my dad and her are moving there in about a month and a half now. And so that explains why this was previously located in ah. the background of my set. I Flip it the right way, please. I, I removed it. <laughs> I can put it there. Yeah, here. We'll we'll do that. Yeah, I will down. get yelled at now later by the stepmother, safe. but uh, everything's okay. For those listening, it's a a stuffed Texas Longhorn. The logo of the Texas it's a stuffed Longhorns. Bevo. Right. And it's gross. It's at least the the right orientation with the horns being down. I think we can handle that. There used to be a. And later, Carter Con- Connor will put grill marks on it. I was going to say a <laughs> knife right through the middle of it, maybe. I may get evicted if that happens, so I, I got to be careful with what I do. But I can give you the horns down, kind of in the background there. Here, I can even there we go. Even do that. Whatever happened? There used to be a coffee mug here in the studio that was always upside down. It had the Texas Longhorn mm-hmm. on it. It was quite frankly used as a spitter. Yeah, I know. 
But in like whenever it wasn't being, it was it was upside down. The correct orientation. I always right. wonder what happened to that thing. It just disappeared one day. Well, some I don't know how the origin of it. Somehow, some way, there was a coffee mug that was it just had the 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 Longhorn on it. And what was funny is when Searles would come in studio. <laughs> we put it, <laughs> he'd put it right there where he was supposed to sit. Uh, he shot a naughty look, and, and somehow we we quit taunting him that way. But I uh, hope you're all doing good on a Friday. Plenty to get into Nebraska basketball handling success in Carver Hawkeye. How does that happen? A few thoughts with Nebraska football, as we love getting into Nebraska football with uh, you know the. Uh, the race to kind of separate for some key positions, right? You have running back, wide receiver, and quarterback. What kind of jump do these position groups need to make as you head into spring and and post-spring? NFL playoffs, we'll get that covered as well. Uh, What a great, crazy wild card weekend. You've got ball Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so we'll – Dive into that. Jacob Padilla joins us in about 15 minutes. Thoughts on Nebraska tonight. Creighton, their matchup against the Fighting Petitos and St. John's. Then in Hour 2, Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. The professor is with us. And the return of Clausburn. He is back to help do the Friday forecast. And he has some, uh, some commentary on Alabama, their hire, Kalen DeBoer, is going to be off to roll tide. We'll spend a little bit of time on that, some reaction there. How many times have you shoveled today is the question. Uh, we will take your answers in the stream or 489-1240. Let us get the roll call out, our starting five. Brennan from the Black Hills in first. Anonymous checks in second. He says maybe Nebraska can get DeBoer after Bama fires him for going 12-2. and two. <laughs> It's about right. That's why about three guys maybe said no. Jeff Snitley. Snitley, good to hear from you, brother. He is in third. Uh, Brandon checks in. And Brandon, a big uh, fan of the show. Brandon, we're a big fan of you. Thanks for checking in. And you, Grandpa, in at five. Uh, just outside the starting five, Andrew and Tuck. Check in along with Elijah. Or Tuck. Tuck times in seventh and says, I'm always the <laughs> Always the bridesmaid. <laughs> Patrick checks in as well. We'll keep him coming with the quickness. Uh, I love that. Uh, our, who's enjoying Antarctica out there uh, with the quickness? I think that is a comment from Harlem Knights. I love it. Terry checks in and uh, Ryan also checks in. So we've gone beyond five, but we're always uh, absolutely thankful for you to check in with this on the stream so connor you made the uh, the business decision to, to not <laughs> get the snowcat out and get to, to carver hawkeye arena let me lay this out here first how are we feeling tonight the line is minus four and a half iowa favored am i right there yes, yes. okay so iowa's favored um the big 10 road woes are just gonna happen they've happened to purdue the number one seed overall the athletic is out with their latest field of 68 nebraska has jumped from bubble to an eight seed in salt lake against grand canyon university that's where nebraska is at after their win over purdue uh can you follow up at iowa and iowa right now you know uh, night and day they're they're scoring almost 100 in their wins 
They're right uh, just above 70 in their losses. You need kind of an average right there. I think you got to keep Iowa to 75 or so tonight. And from an intensity standpoint, Nebraska has got to bring that juice. Can they do it on the road? They did it against K-State. Can they do it in Big Ten play? Uh, Owan is is kind of my barometer. What's his energy and intensity level like on defense? That, to me, will spell it out. From, from the jump, Nebraska was locked in against Purdue. Iowa is not Purdue, but it's still a gettable game for Nebraska tonight. I think Rutgers may be a little difficult. We're not expecting to Nebraska to, to not lose again. But I think, uh, fellas, from an intensity standpoint, it needs to look a lot more like the last three outings against Blue Blood big-name teams on the road defensively. It did not look like that against Wisconsin, who, by the way, is a two-seed in the latest projection of the athletic. Wisconsin's, I think, that good. But Nebraska just didn't seem to have the spark. Do they have it tonight? Well, let's lay it out here really fast. Teams that are worth a damn that Iowa has beaten is pretty much just Rutgers. And that's not an absolute like I mean you you've gotten a, a Big Ten win that's important. It and just, that's sh- that's it, a nice win. It's a nice win. It just should be noted this is not the Iowa team of the past five seasons that we're talking about. Their defense can't really stop a nosebleed. Their offense still puts up some points, but it's a very gettable team. This Iowa Hawkeyes team, just like a lot of teams in the bottom half of the Big Ten are this year. The question is always going to be what can you do on the road in a Big Ten environment. Tonight, though. A little sterile, possibly, because of the weather. It was was posted by the uh, the Hawkeyes this afternoon that the weather is so bad at Iowa City, they're not actually going to be checking any parking. There's no workers out doing any parking. It's a free-for-all. Because there is no parking. There's The parking lot is a free-for-all for for Hawkeye fans tonight. And it said... uh, Just slide into a spot. And it said, if you don't feel comfortable coming to the game, it should be noted the game is on TV. I don't think that the University of Iowa is expecting a giant turnout for this game tonight. If you look online, you can get tickets throughout most of the arena for $1 on the uh, the resaling markets online. It's not going to be a raucous road environment like you've come to expect with a lot of venues in the Big Ten as you've come to expect with, with Carver Hawkeye. That's advantage Nebraska. The Iowa offense is still quite scary. I like Nebraska's defense, though, and uh, I think Nebraska's going to be able to put up a lot of points against this Iowa defense tonight. It, it, it might be a bit of a shootout, but I think if there's any road game that Nebraska has a good chance at, I think tonight is the night with the combination of the weather factors and just what this Iowa team is this Well, year. every self-respecting Iowa fan has found their way to the Bob Devaney Sports Center. Let's be clear, as they're, they're likely doing their own road trip uh, tonight to see Nebraska v. Iowa and uh, wrestling here. We'll talk a little bit about Polar Bear as he tries to stay perfect in his wrestling career a little bit later on. Connor, we talked Nebraska's defense. That's got to travel. They can't keep uh, uh, feeling themselves about the win, and, and Fred was very direct about that as they uh, had a two-day prep. Nebraska's offense, though, has been pretty great. The last two ball games, they've shot phenomenally from three-point land, even right around 50% against Wisconsin, who efficiency-wise, defensively, that doesn't happen a lot. So that was a wasted performance, at least offensively. But uh, offensively, what's your take here on Nebraska? Can they can they carve up Iowa? Can they Can they keep this streak going, not only from downtown, 
but just their normal offense. They've been great around the rim. They've been cutting. They've been active. And when push comes to shove, they hit incredibly difficult shots against a premier defensive team in Purdue. And again, we're not confusing Iowa with the top echelon defensive squad. Yeah, Iowa's offense, as you mentioned, Elijah, too, and, and Schmitty, is still scary. And this Nebraska offense, I think you can make the argument, has been just as scary over the last three games. I know they lost at Wisconsin, but their shooting percentages were great. They've been above 45% from the floor in their last three games. They've been finding the bottom of the bucket very, very consistently, whether that's just from the floor in general or from three. I mean, obviously, Casey Tomanaga has been very, very good at hitting those difficult shots, but that's just what he does, right? That's not anything really new. That's something that people have come to expect in the Big Ten. For me, this is a very big pace of play game. Iowa loves to get up and down. They love to go quickly. They're averaging over 96 points a game in their home arena this year at Carver-Hawkeye. That's something to look out for. They've scored over 100 points, I believe, four separate times this year as well. So unlike their football team, they really love to light up the scoreboard on the hardwood. So that's going to be something to look out for. Nebraska's defense has to travel, as you said, you said Smitty. It's got to be around the same intensity, maybe not as much against Purdue, but it's got to be there. You can't have another Wisconsin performance defensively or else this team will make you pay. You still have guys like Peyton Sanford, um, Tony Perkins, Owen Freeman, who's been one of the best freshmen in the Big Ten as well. So this is going to be a tough game regardless of atmosphere, honestly, because you can make the argument, hey, if there's a lot of Iowa fans, yeah, it's going to be rocking. If there's not, it's going to be kind of a cavernous Carver-Hawkeye arena And that can also be just as deadly on the road when there's not a lot of energy in the building. It's cold. It's snowy. You're on a quick turnaround if you're Nebraska. Because keep in mind, Iowa hasn't played since last Saturday, and that's when they got their win over Rutgers, which was their first Big Ten win. So there's a lot of things that come into play here. I think four and a half for Iowa is a little much, but I understand why they're favored just because of the track record of road teams here in the Big Ten so far. Well, Connor, I want to get your thoughts. More important that Nebraska brings it defensively or offensively tonight because Iowa's defense, I, I didn't want to be too mean, but like only two teams this mean year. Mean away. Only two teams this season have failed to score 70 points against the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's Florida A&M, who sucks this year. I'm pretty sure they have one win. Uh, And then it's North Dakota, who put up 68. Everyone else has put up 70-plus points on this Iowa Hawkeyes squad. Their defense isn't good. I think you can pretty confidently expect Nebraska is going to put up at least 70. Is Is it more important for Nebraska to have that offense or that defense? Well, based off of your point, too, I think Nebraska's offense will get theirs just because of that. I mean, Iowa struggled defensively, so I think it's really important that Nebraska's defense travels because of that opposite threat that you have with Iowa. Again, they've scored over 96 points a game at home this year, and they're also 7-1 and one in their home building this year. Keep in mind, Nebraska's won one time at Carver-Hawkeye in the Big Ten as well, so this isn't a place where Nebraska's usually just going in and winning. So, Regardless, I think Nebraska's defense and rebounding needs to travel. That's something that Fred Hoiberg has preached all year long, and they've shown up in big ways. You mentioned the Kansas State game earlier. They don't need to be that good to win, but they need to be a little bit around there in order to give themselves a good chance. So I think the offense is set to get theirs just because of the statistics of Iowa's defense so far this year, but the defense has to be good. The rotations have to be good here tonight, or else Iowa will light you up from three. 
We'll get Jacob Adilla's breakdown here in a moment. Uh, the other big news uh, nationally, Kalen DeBoer. We'll spend some more time on that. Fifth quarter tailgate chimes in. Congrats to the Pride of Sioux Falls getting paid. Absolutely. That is a bold, bold decision. DeBoer has climbed the ladder. He has done it uh, the hard way, and he has been able to uh, prove it and win at every level. He is taking on the biggest monster there is in college football. That is the Alabama expectations. Would you have jumped from Washington and then going to the Big Ten with Washington to a league you know because you spent time here with Indiana in the Big Ten to those expectations in that giant shadow uh, that is Alabama. We'll talk about the move and the Washington opening. Hail Varsity on a snow day Friday continues.